Hello and thank you once again for joining us on this edition of the Steadcast. It's great to have you back after our hiatus of a week, I think. I think we were naughty and we didn't upload one last week. Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I, I've been all over the place this week, but <laughs> yeah. we're back. We're back giving the people what they want, which yeah. is what, Sam? Well, it certainly isn't nice weather because it's dark and gloomy. And as we record this at 25 to 4, the sun is already beginning to dip below the horizon, which means that it must be cross-country season. Woo! Mud, hills, rain, we've got it all. Yeah, well, how is your how's your uh, approach, how's your introduction to cross-country going so far? Well, I mean, my cross-country season may end up being, it's either going to be one or two races long, so it's oh, not right, going to be, okay. I'm not having a massive cross-country season. I did run the cross-country relays at Mansfield a couple of weeks ago, uh, the national relays. Our team, Shaftesbury Barnet, finished sixth in the senior men's race and also won the junior men's race too. Shout out to those guys for doing so well there and all of my teammates as well. Um, other than that, just had a couple of weeks at about 100 miles or so for the week. Some good sessions that I've been getting in. And yeah, just been generally trying to do what I can with the conditions that we've been given. Haven't actually run too much on grass, but that's okay. I mean, the fitness is what counts no matter where you're running. How about you? How have you been getting on? Well, my approach to this is a, is a little antidote, obviously, we talked about earlier. So imagine the scene, if you will, listeners. I am sensible for once. I get up early. I think I'm going to have a great park run. And the park run that I run at Kesgrave is relatively okay, you know, conditions-wise, apart from... For the most part. Yeah, apart from this woody bit at the end. And if you imagine it, it's kind of classic mud and big puddles and obviously where everyone goes through a dip and the water pools, it gets sticky. So I thought, right, I'll get up nice and early, grab my trail running shoes, and then that way I'm, I'm not going to go slipping and sliding all over the place when I get into that on Saturday morning. To be fair, the rest of it is all on grass and like dugouts and stuff as well. So I mean, that course gets slippery. I ran it in spikes last year in December when I was oh, right. uh, yeah when I was gearing up for a 10k the week after. I thought oh, I'll do a little 5k time trial, but it just the weather was awful all yeah. week. So the course was super muddy. So I was like, do you know what? Like I'm probably going to be the only person to ever wear spikes at the Kesgrave Park Run. But yeah, but went yeah. out and did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the. Yeah, that was the course record that day. There so you go. So foot worked. Foot. So yeah. So in 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 the keeping with the theme of that, footwear is obviously the key. So like I say, I grab my trail running shoes, put them in a bag right by the door before I'm ready to leave, and then think, oh, I don't have a drink with me, so I better go and get that. Go and grab a water bottle, fill it up, walk out the door, water bottle in hand, straight past my trail running shoes, get to park run. Think right, I'll just have a little warm up, a little jog around the woody bit, see how bad it is. Come back after doing that and thinking, oh. It's muddy, but don't worry, Sam. You're gonna you're gonna be okay on the run. And what do I find in my car? Nothing. <laughs> trail, trail running shoes left right by the front door. So, in answer to your question, it's going you know okay, apart from when I almost slid over. And now, <laughs> and and this is this is a vanity over performance. But my gorgeous jet black running shoes that are relatively new, ruined, covered, ruined, ruined, but. En route to a PB, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that happens. So, so, so it's not all bad, but but yeah, so <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. And Sam has set himself a challenge. He set himself down a marker. The marker was nineteen fourteen, was it for the five yeah. k? And at some point, we're going to decide a random park run weekend, whatever. At some point around about Christmas, we're thinking maybe New Year. Don't quote us on that just yet. But what we want to do is we want to put the principles from our most recent podcast, which was how to be on top of your game. 
we want to apply those principles to Sam. We want to get him back doing interval sessions because you haven't done an interval session since last summer. Yeah, God knows. And still managed a 19-minute 5K, which, I mean, that's pretty solid by anyone's standards. Um, so we're going to apply all of that to Sam. I'm going to see how much he improves. Yeah, so that will be an exciting kind of look ahead to the future. And naturally, I'm going to try and get involved on the video making side of things and put something together for everyone to enjoy as well. So look out for YouTube on that. And hopefully we'll provide a bit of validation for the stuff that we were talking about in yeah. our previous podcast. If he goes out and bombs it, just don't bother listening to that podcast because we were (laughs) wrong sorry but we'll we'll just delete that one Um, but anyway it's actually not going to be either of our successes or failures that we're (laughs) going to be talking about today because uh we're actually going to have our first guest on the podcast which is very exciting very very exciting yes so i should introduce this is a friend of kieran's from iona where he went to university over in the states and his name is jordan brannan and we're going to be sort of talking to him today because he is obviously right in the middle of you know what I'd call a full fat cross country season. Yeah, I mean um, they've got Saturday as their final race of the season, the national championship. So they're really they've been gearing up for months now for this. They've raced a few cross country races already and yeah, they're getting really ready to go. Yeah, so and and it was great great talking to him as you're about to hear. So, you know, like I say the main area of focus for this though around the idea of cross country was actually the NCAA regional cross country because it turns out there was actually some big controversy. There was. So the Northeast region, which is the regional meet that Iona compete in, I should just mention as well, the regional meet is the method by which teams qualify for the national meet in the NCAA cross-country system. So the Northeast regional meet was due to be held in Buffalo, which is in New York, way, way upstate, actually north of quite a lot of Canada, near Niagara Falls, that type of area. And that race was, the conditions were so bad on the course and the because just due to the weather being wet and cold and snowing and the course got frozen and we explain it all during the podcast but basically what happened is that cross-country race was moved onto the roads making it then a road race and that just caused quite a lot of controversy and a bit of a stir within the running world some of you may have followed it already on things like twitter letsrun.com on the message boards and that sort of thing but we thought it would be really interesting to get jordan's view as somebody who actually ran in that race all right, so we're here with our first guest. It's Jordan Brannan of the Iona Gales. Jordan's just fresh off coming 58th at the NCAA regional meet in the Northeast region. He's a junior but has sophomore eligibility. Is that right, Jordan? Yep. Yep. He is a 808 3K man, 1403 5K man, and 2943 10K guy. So quick guy, quick guy. And welcome to the podcast, Jordan. Good to be here, boys. Yeah. Lovely. No, it's great, uh, great to have you on. Our first guest and our first international coming all the way from the States. That makes us sound really pro, doesn't it? It does, <laughs> yeah. We're six, moving up in the world. Five or six podcasts in and then we all of a sudden think we can go transatlantic whilst we start bringing in um, guests. <laughs> exactly. So a, l- a little bit more background about Jordan, some of the stats that I've got on him here. He is the current MAC indoor champion for the 3,000 and the 5,000 and the current IC4A indoor champion for the 5,000 meters, which is where he ran his PB of 14.03. Hopefully I've not got any of your stats wrong, have I, Jordan? No, all good. That was the race where uh, Gilbert tried to dip me at the line. <laughs> My teammate last year. Oh man, I've had my fair share of races with Gilbert through the through the years as well. So shout out Gilbert, who hey. I hear hasn't run a step since graduating. So he's we... still training for New York City Marathon, but uh, he's put on a couple pounds. Oh man, that's great. 
Okay, so let's uh, let's just start off by talking about the season so far. So you guys opened up at Meet of Champs, which is our home meet, and you guys actually won the team race. I saw, I was looking up, and you got you DNS to that race. What happened there? Uh, the coaches decided to hold me out. I had like a little hamstring thing going on the week before, and the whole season they've been just saying like, "We're gonna save you for nationals. We're gonna save you for nationals." Just don't really race a lot so mm-hmm. that was kind of the thought process going into that and then paul short too so i opened up my season at um at pre-nats actually okay yeah yeah that's, that's what i thought and then yeah you guys also ran obviously really well at pre-nats you guys finished third in what was a pretty stacked field i mean pre-nats for those who are listening that don't know what that is that weekend basically the entire of the ncaa splits between pre-nats and the Wisconsin invite. You guys opted for pre-nats this year because it's on the Nationals course, I'm assuming. And yep. yeah, finished third out of what we can basically call it half the nation. And yeah, no, you guys smashed it. So yeah, take us through that race a little bit. Any thoughts or feelings that you had, why you guys chose that over Wisco. And yeah, no, just take us through. Well, that was really cool. I think um, my teammate Jack O'Leary put it best and he said like, our whole time being at Iona, we've kind of just underperformed. And then when we saw we were third, at pre-nats, we were like, finally, this is finally the, the team we think we think we can be. Um, that course is weird, though. It, it's it's deceptively hilly. Like, it, it, at first glance, it's really flat, but there's never a point in the race where you're just running yeah. on, on a flat surface. It's all up and down, weird surfaces and stuff. No, but, I know um, what you mean. So that's, for listeners, that's the Laverne Gibson course at Terre Haute, which I ran on a few times in college as well. And yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. You've got that long drag, like, up through the middle. It's horrible. Yeah, it's definitely weird, but it, it was a fun trip, like, finally being able to show the rest of the country, like, what we're made of. Like, we, we weren't run well when we're the underdog, I think. And, yeah, you know, we, we have, And another thing that was cool about that race is that individually, everyone who finished was like, yeah, it was a, a, an okay race. Like, no one really ran out of their minds. So that was all really cool to say, like, that wasn't even the best we can give. And yeah. we were still third, so... We no, got a lot really of points good overall team race. No, it was awesome to see. And I mean, yeah, no, like you say, I think that's the same for the alumni and like fans of Iona that were watching. We were all kind of just like, yes, like we knew these guys could do this. And now they've come out, they've executed on the course that they're going to be running nationals in. And I think it was, it was like, what, two months away when at the time of pre-nats. And yeah, it was just really good to see you guys smash it. And the fact that you guys say as well, like, yeah, we all had kind of average races is really cool to hear because, yeah, no, I mean, you never know how much more there could be just as long as everybody has an all right day on the day. And, yeah, no, that was that was really cool. So then from there, you guys went on and you defended your conference title again. <laughs> um, so that's 29 straight, is that right? 29 straight. And, uh, that's right. It's, it? it's hard to even keep count at this point. <laughs> what was that, 12? 12 of the top 15 yeah, in the MAC yeah. this year. Wow. And we lose one, maybe two, depending on if, if Jack Hopkins gets a medical red shirt. But we lose only one of that 12. So we could potentially go uh, 15 of the top 15 next year. Based, based <laughs> off the, people. the one guy who is sixth is leaving next year. So Okay. Oh, man. One through 15. That would be, I mean, that's surely unprecedented. I can't think of a time where we ever had 12 in the top 15. I mean, We've yeah. swept one through seven a couple times. You guys were were you one through five? Is that right? Well, we were one through five. Yeah. Santa guy was six. And then we went uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, and then thirteen. That's awesome. 
yeah <laughs> so it's so cool, cool to see uh matt it's the mac conference by the way uh that i own and compete in and it is just a it's a sea of maroon and gold up the front there which yeah it's just always awesome awesome to compete in awesome to see i'm not sure that the the rest of the teams in the conference are too happy about it but yeah, it's cool for us <laughs> don't think they are <laughs> never are no and another they, don't, cool... they don't seem to hate us as much as they normally do they, they're all very nice to us now i've heard no, stories yeah. that like the mac teams used to like just just cuss us out every time we despise us but well i think what we what iona would do is they provide a really good target for those guys and i don't think it was uh it was a lack of respect or a disliking it was almost kind of a like man like there's our target like these guys are good like it's annoying that we can't win but yeah let's get let's get up to there for some of the fans of those teams and the parents like <laughs> maybe not so much i mean I I remember some things being yelled at us a couple years ago when I was running at Iona that I can't really repeat on the <laughs> podcast, but let's just say it was related to the international nature of the squad. <laughs> so that what what you've actually just said there is it's a really thin disguise for racism. <laughs> yeah, it's actually. What's the what's the Gavin and Stacey quote? It's like it's not racism, it's xenophobia. <laughs> Jack Hopkins will love that one if he listens. Um, but no, another cool thing about conference it was actually hosted. Am I right in thinking it was your hometown? It's definitely your home yeah. state of New Jersey. But yeah, talk about how what it was like to have that kind of a performance so close to home. Yeah, that that that's my uh, state course in New Jersey. So I I ran that course maybe six times a year. Oh man! In, in high school, I but you I never had to do the bowl twice though. No, that, <laughs> that's actually where I where I lost the front back is going the bowl again. That's it's brutal. and it's so funny because that's where I would like screw up in my high school races. And I was telling myself I'm like, ah, you're a completely different runner now. You're gonna be fine going up this hill. And sure enough, went around again and. Didn't the pack pack got away from me, but it was really cool because I that's the course I like when I'm when I'm home. Like I do my sessions there a lot, so and I had a lot of friends come out to so come support. So that was really 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 fun. Yeah, I, that's I, awesome. Home is, is is a sick course. I mean, it's hard, but it's like fun. It's like designed to be like. Yeah, like, it's like it's one like of those. It's one of those sort of iconic East Coast kind of courses, like like the VCP course with the back hills and um yeah, what's it called and Cemetery Hill. Like yeah, no, it's just one of those. Everybody from new jersey knows the bowl and a lot of people probably yeah. from new york and like the surrounding areas as well so but probably most of our listeners don't so guys so in fact jordan describe as best you can how hard that homedale course is because a lot of people in the uk and a lot of our listeners are uk based kind of think of american cross country as just like oh it's a golf course like it's a glorified road race it's all premium <laughs> yeah. cut grass like homedale's not like that <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I it's not it's never muddy. So that's no. um like American courses are very very rarely like just like mud fests. I find, um, but Homedale is sucks. It is like designed <laughs> for you to hurt like from the very very beginning of the race. Like you you start up like the starts uphill, like gradually uphill for like three hundred four hundred meters, and then as soon as you you're like gonna run the five k course, like the one that I used to run, you mm -hmm. just go back down that first hill and you just go up this hill that it's called sled hill it's because people like in the winter like myself would like go there to like sled down this ginormous hill which probably tells uh, you like more than you need yeah. to know about the yeah, <laughs> about right. how steep it is and brutal yeah so you go up and down that then you come back around the start to go into that hill and then you have like these these little like jack jack Hawkins calls them whoopty doos so you just go up and down like <laughs> four or five times in these like these short little bursts of hill um 
I know exactly what you mean by the whoop de doo <laughs> That was I, I think that comes from our old head coach, um, Rick, who's now he's now the head coach at San, uh, Stanford for those who are listening. Whoop de doo is basically it's like a small little dip and then a quick little uphill just after. The ones at nationals we actually call duty whoops because you go down before you go up. And obviously the whoop de <laughs> is the up and the do is the down. <laughs> so the ones at Terre Haute, they're duty whoops, but yeah, I mean I can't remember the Homedale ones, but we'll assume they're whoop de doos for now. We'll trust Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, carry yeah, on, yeah. carry on. Um, so you, you, you run all the way out to the bowl, and you're probably like two miles into the course now, and the bowl is – it's at, the bowl miles actually mostly flat, but it's just ridiculously slow just because, like, you, you, shoot, you shoot down this hill, and it's all sand at the bottom to slow you down. Oh, yeah. And it is steep. Like, you, you can't – you're just falling the entire time for like... Oh, it's like unsafe running down that hill. Yeah. You come back around and you can see going back up the hill the whole time. And it is just <laughs> four, 400 meters just like straight up. And then, and then you turn you turn left to go back up the hill, like to get to the very top of it. And it's like this really, really steep part for like the last like 30 meters or so. That is awful. Did anybody, up it. did anybody wear like their watch or anything? I'd love to see like the gradient on that. If somebody's got like Strava or something, I should have looked it up before oh, the podcast, but I'd love to know what percent I, that gradient is. Cause it's gotta be like 10 plus. Yeah. I mean, you ran, you ran tibbets. It's, it's like, it's tibbets. <laughs> They're harder <laughs> yeah. in a race. God, imagine Twice. that you're in the middle of a race and somebody just chucks the hardest hill you've ever done in there horrible yeah. and then you got to go around and do it again and then you got to go do it again it's like and consecutively too it's not like you got to like get some flat in you and like get your legs back under you for a little bit it's you finish the race you literally turn right back into the bowl and you do it again and then the, and then the, um, then the race actually starts and at that point you're saying like oh okay like now whoever's here we gotta like start making moves to like get to the finish line so the race picks up so you're, about, you're last, about 5k into an 8k race at this point yeah so like Especially, you know, for our guys who want to, you know, start try to win the race. Anybody who is who is still with us is just like if they survived the ball, they didn't survive the like coming surge. Because the last um, like two k of the course is basically all downhill, and you're just shooting down these hills, like winding through the backwoods, like mm-hmm. also very unsafe. I actually remember one time in high school, like I just shot off the course. Like I bumped into this guy going down the hill, and we just both of us tumbled just straight off the course and had to like <laughs> climb our way back I... on. Jeez. I mean, that, yeah, no, I remember those woods are brutal. I mean, we were lucky enough that we were kind of a little further away from the group at that point. So we just kind of just made sure we were able to get through them with everybody there. But it sounds like you guys had kind of a race on your hands going through the hills and, uh, sorry, through the hills, through the woods. And you had to, yeah, just throw yourself through them and try not to trip on a root or run into a tree or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had got I fell off the coming up the second time with the bull and there was another guy who fell off like shortly after. Mm-hmm. So I caught him. His name's Josh. He's a he was um uh registered freshman now. So I go up and I catch Josh and I'm like, All right, Josh, come on, I, I, I said something to him and mm-hmm. he turns back at me and at Josh Josh is the kind of guy who can like suffer beyond belief and he just gets into like this trance <laughs> state. Is that is this are we talking about um D'Souza who ran at at um regionals? Yeah, and he was was he also at World Cross as well, or was that? Yeah, he's World Cross. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Canadian. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Josh. Then. Yeah, he like <laughs> looks back at me and he's like, "Help me, please." He like stared at me and said, "Help me." And so I let him down down the hill, and, and I'm like, "He must be dying. He's probably just hanging on for me right now." And then like he he summons the kick from me and puts me in the grave. 
puts eight seconds on me the last 100 oh man <laughs> i'm like god like, i'll kick by a freshman <laughs> <laughs> red shirt freshman it's okay it's not too bad yeah <laughs> and also okay. you'd have only gone down as a sophomore as well so it's it's all right we can we can let you get away with that one but that's really cool yeah. and then obviously after the race at max as well like everybody's like you've won conference you've defended the title did it feel like a pressure was lifted or was it kind of like an elation of winning like describe that kind of feeling because when you have a streak that long there's almost that pressure and expectation on you to win yeah no definitely i think last year was a little bit more of that pressure because we you know we, we, the team wasn't as deep um mm-hmm. but i mean we would have won with like our c team you know th- this year was <laughs> yeah. like this year was we were going to the race saying like okay how many guys can we get in the top 20 like that was like that was the talk yeah so exactly. yeah there was more correlation this year to have it all come together and say like this is how deep our team is and we and we still have like another another couple races to go and like another year for these guys so I don't know. I would say more, definitely more relation. We were really excited to like, because last year the team smelled like a little bit of blood. They're like, ah, oh, anyone who's in some downfall, like they're they're going to beat them next year or something like that. And it's just like, no, there's zero <laughs> chance for you ever to do this. No. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we we just we always find a way to yeah to find new talent and and bring that through. And it's also a testament to the coaches developing that talent as well. But now we'll move on to the regional race. Uh, which is the race that happened on Friday. So it's today is, what, what is today? Monday. Monday yeah. So yeah, we're not too far detached from that. So it's going to be nice and fresh in your mind and nice and fresh in the minds of the people who know what we're talking about and have tuned into this podcast because, you know, they've thought, okay, let's try and get some dirt on the Northeast Regional. <laughs> so explain to us how it came about. It? that. So it, the Northeast Regional cause a lot of a stir for those who don't know in the running world because it's due to be a cross-country race and the regional race is the qualifying meet for nationals it was due to be a cross-country race but it was turned into a road race jordan why was that um all right so last year the course was bad like i don't think it mm-hmm. could have gotten any worse than it was last year i mean four inches of mud the entire 10k yeah that looked but brutal apparently... and we should we should probably actually just note the course were the race was due to be run and well was ultimately run on the roads in buffalo new york which i think is north of quite a bit of canada <laughs> so like it's yeah, cold it's, up there the, to, the weather's brutal up it's there it's close to niagara falls isn't it buffalo it's sort of on the not uh, a million yeah. miles away yeah. no yeah yeah um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the the worry was this year was not the mud, but I think it froze over. So mm-hmm. I think it snowed Tuesday, but it was just so cold out that the course was just like ten k of ice. So <laughs> I, I've heard a lot. Of, you know, I've I've read the rest of our message boards, and they're all calling us wusses for yeah. you know running away from the roads. <laughs> but I think in terms of safety, might have been actually a good idea. I mean. I, no one minds mud, right? Like that, that's fine. Like, that's no, exactly. I mean, you're but... the, you're there to run a cross country race. Like it's not like yeah. you guys can't deal with it. But yeah, when it comes to when it comes to an issue of safety, like I I agree. I think they made the right call. So what I saw as well was, I mean, there was a lot of social media kind of outcry about it. Like you say, like let's run message boards and Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, one of the things I saw was from Joe, the head coach, who was saying, apparently the course was flooded, and then it got churned up, and then it froze. And then it snowed on top of that. So you're basically running on powder on top of like just a whole bunch of churned up frozen course. So it's like it, that's ankle breaker material. Like it's yeah, it's just not safe. And then it turned into ice or something as well. Like it sounded like they definitely they did make the right decision. But like 
when did you guys find out about it and sort of what were your thoughts and feelings and what readjustments did you make leading into the race? Oh, it was nuts. We were in, we were in the airport. We haven't even like flown out yet. And we just see the coaches start like freaking out about, about something. Um, you guys are lucky Rick wasn't it, still there. Oh my God. He would have had a meltdown. The coach that's why he, that's probably why he well. moved to the West coast. That ain't going to happen in Stanford ever. Yeah. Um, they actually handled it pretty well. They were like stressed, but they were like calm. So we actually left our, we had three coaches. We left, um, we left Eric behind. So he went back and got our flats and then he took a later flight out. Oh, but wow. so you guys didn't, there. you guys were getting on the plane without flats. Yeah. Oh, why that's crazy. Cross race? <laughs> no. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. If you didn't know until you're in the airport, there's, there'd be no reason to. That's crazy. So, yeah. So my kind of, as I'm envisioning this, like I've not seen any images of it or anything like that, but my, my thought would be that, yeah, obviously it is possible to run on mud and ice and things like you've said, you know, no one minds a bit of bad weather, but I would imagine when you do it at this sort of level of performance, you know, you guys are all you know, running, I mean, I don't know what an average mile is in that sort of thing, like five minute pace mile, something it's, like that. Yeah. You'd probably be roughly about five minute mile on you know, 10k cross country. Yeah. Five, five minute miles on snow and ice is very different to somebody who's doing like a fun run, like an obstacle course race where they're going to be running like a seven or eight minute mile. So it probably makes more sense to change the race, like say from a safety aspect, only because it is at such a high level and it's not a specific, yeah, it's not specifically designed yeah. for that sort of thing. And the thing with, well, the thing with regional cross country as well, and I'm sure Jordan, you'll attest to this, is it's brutal. Like there's 300 guys that are all within a couple minutes of each other over 10K. And like they're just, you're all running pretty much together for the first couple of miles or so of that five of that 10k because you've then got another 10k to do in in eight days so when you've got that many guys all packed up so closely over a really like rough icy hard packed course like yeah it's just someone's bound to get hurt and why take that risk yeah Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) that's pretty uh it's pretty ironic you say that because i <laughs> went to the safer route on the roads and did exactly that and fell okay into my road race and ate crap <laughs> i know yeah no I, you did you told us about that i want to definitely get into that in a minute because like that's that's crazy i actually yeah we're saying they made the right decision and like all of that stuff but yeah you ended up hurting yourself anyway and i don't know if anybody else did if it was a big pile up or anything but yeah no we'll, we'll come into that but yeah. yeah just more about like yeah how did you guys readjust your mindset from we're going into a cross-country race to we're going into a road race because i'm sure as you know like the two are it's the same distance it's the same competitors but it's so different yeah um i think iona doesn't really care what what the terrain (laughs) is like iona will just run on anything i know a lot of teams were like ah sick like we get to run on the roads like this is our stuff like because a lot of teams have to train on the road especially like some of those boston new york teams Mm-hmm. but we, we we train on everything so it doesn't really we were like oh okay now it's on the roads. you have to do get the job done on the roads now no big deal that was our mindset going in i, I didn't really believe that we were going to the roads until like we got the email like they were all i thought it was all like rumors and safety precautions <laughs> that we were getting like our flats for but i was like there's no way they're gonna move it to the roads and then well how do you guys feel about out, that like the whole like uncertainty around the thing did it kind of did it mess with you guys at all or was it did it have anybody yeah. kind of worried or were you just like eh, like whatever like we'll show up we'll race and yeah that's pretty much it happen. it was yeah. like get it done no matter what it was, was kind of the goal but we we were kind of not, not really too phased about it because we had our flats there we were ready to go 
You guys are kind of ready um, for anything. Yeah, we, we we were so confident going into that race that like nothing was going to phase us. And having the race on the roads actually kind of we were thinking it was going to save our legs a little bit going into nationals. This is a, you know, a week turnaround from regionals to nationals, back to back 10 Ks and having one of them on the roads instead of like a mud, a mud fest definitely like is a little bit better for us. So we were actually kind of happy about it. Yeah. I mean, go, go ahead. I I was just going to say, I would think that if you have a significant change coming up in the type of race that it is, it's probably better to have, a group going into that rather than you as an individual because if you're going in as an individual you know when you're training as an individual you might really focus on certain aspects of like a cross-country race you know you might specifically focus on the slippery hill or something like that in your training because that's the bit that you know you individually struggle with and then to have it suddenly change you know sweep the rug out from under your feet probably wouldn't help I dare say when you have a team around you the energy is just well we can we can all do this we can all run the roads and you you know maybe any areas that you're specifically worried about you bounce off the team's ability to you know pull you up through those bits that you might struggle with yeah no i oh, I, I think you i think you're right there having a team around you definitely would help and also like having the coaches there and stuff as well like how did they act to kind of support you guys and like was there anything that they said that made you think like okay like we're going to be all right or did they panic at all or yeah no go what was the reaction um, on their part the coaches kind of just echoed our sentiment. They were just like, you know, I, I own is known for just getting the job done in any surface. So this is no different, even if it's like the easier option on the roads. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't really, uh, they didn't show much emotion. They were just like, oh, just go run. Nice. Did they tell you guys not to look on social media and like Twitter and let's run and stuff like that? I know you said you did anyway, but yeah, was there any... Uh- because we, uh, we all know Joe stalks, stalks all that crap just as much oh, as we do. Yeah, so. he loves that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I don't think I don't remember him saying anything like that. No. What was the What was some of the highlights of stuff that you guys read on there? Um, any like particular tweets or comments from people on Let's Run that stand out? Oh, what did, what did I see on um, the snowflakes win again? That was a big <laughs> That was a big one. Um, there was just some like uh, what did the guy say? It was like back in my day. We ran, we ran in snow and we ran in mud. And then like some guy, uh, some guy like Googled the guy's times and he was like a JV runner and break five minutes in the mile. Maybe ran like one season, just like, you know, crap like that. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, no one really cared. It's just like a, a lot of the teams were who will run on the roads a lot. We know Harvard who actually really showed up that race were like really, really pumped about it. They were like, really yes hell yeah now we don't <laughs> they don't get to train on like mud or grass at all so they're like i guess yeah no because where, where harvard is it's, it's in it's in cambridge in boston so it's like there's no there's nowhere anywhere really for them to run off road and to really practice cross country so yeah it's probably kind of hard to them and now they did they win the race they did didn't they and then qualified they won the men's and women's and qualified for nationals which yeah was kind of crazy so let's uh, let's go into the race itself, and we'll talk about from your perspective and from the team's perspective. Just talk us through kind of how it played out, and yeah, also talk us through how did you end up falling, and what was the result of that fall? Um, yeah, sure. So um, the start was a show. It was like <laughs> these tiny, tiny little blocks in a parking lot. Yeah, I saw that. The parking maybe... lot car park <laughs> start yeah, line. Yeah, you could fit ridiculous. like two, two at the front. <laughs> Um, so you had three, three deep, a couple mm. people, I, one of our girls fell at the start and I, I know at least two other people fell just right at the start. Oh, um, 
Then you go out. Was it slippery at all the start line? Uh, you go over like a little. What did you say? Was it slippery at all the start line? Is that why you fell? Or just because it was so crowded? Um, I, no, not really. I, I, I fell actually like uh, a K, K and a half in. Okay. Which I, I've never fallen in a race before and wasn't even on the curve or anything. Like we were just running in the pack and then I just remember hitting the floor. Uh, I was with, I was in the, uh, with a couple of Iona guys and they said that someone went down in front of me and then if someone tried to cut in, tripped up someone in front of me, then I like just went straight over them and then oh, just man. landed completely on, I landed on my elbow and they got an x-ray after the race and they think I fractured it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, how is that feeling now? Like, is it, is your, you said you were getting your mobility back and like, have you tried, have you ran since the race? I have not. Um, I got on the bike a couple of days, but uh, I was going to test out the run today. It's just like, I can't, I can't like move it properly at all too much. I mean, oh, I'm still going to race nationals. I'm like dead set on that. I just need a ton of ibuprofen before so in, <laughs> nice. in the race. Like it, when I, when I got back up, it was like really, really, really tight and I couldn't move it at all. But then eventually I just, because I was in a race, I was like, you're going to finish the race. It's so that pure like, adrenaline type of thing. Yeah. And did, I just like, did you have to, did you have to try and like stop yourself from really kind of sprinting to catch back up after falling and then? Oh, no, they were up. long gone. Oh, really? They were you were on the like, floor for long? Um, I don't know. It was hard to tell, but it, I was more, I lost more time like like hobbling around like right after I got up because my arm was so stiff and I had to like, like keep moving it, keep moving it to like get it to like move properly. Yeah. It was just my whole right side of my body was just like locked. Oh man. Um, so I had to like hobble for like a hundred meters or so. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell how much time I actually lost, but the, the front pack was like gone, gone. My, yeah. No, because I did watch, um, I watched the, I think it was Jack on Julia's um, Instagram was like live streaming the thing. And yeah, I saw it and he was, just, he seemed very sympathetic towards you. And I was like, oh, like, did something happen to Jordan? Like, did he go down or did he just get like a really bad start or something? So yeah, that, that clears that up. And also, why is it regionals when Iona guys fall over? I fell twice at regionals in my time at Iona. Really? No <laughs> yeah, way. man. Yeah. So I fell my sophomore year um, at VCP. So, you know, where you have like, you go on the grass and there's quite a tight turn when you have, um, and when you have regionals at VCP, cause they try yeah. and keep you out of the back hills. And we wore flats for that race. Cause the majority of it's on like crushed cinders, but that grassy bit got kind of muddy and slippery. So I went round the corner and just like, my legs must've been six feet in the air. Like I was just <laughs> down. I didn't really lose a lot of time, but yeah, I was just down. And that was with like. I think that was with about 3K or so to go. That was with about two laps to go. So, yeah, that was that one was kind of bad. Um, and then the second time was me, Chart, and I think it was somebody, it might have been Brandon Allen, all fell two years later, my or three years later, my fifth year. And that was at, I think that was in Boston, when they had regionals in Boston, or maybe it was Philly. I, can't, I, I don't actually remember. But either way, it was just this huge pack and this dude goes down like right in front of everybody. We were pretty close to the front at this time. Huge pack. Dude goes down and just tons of us just all fall over. I get back up and I'm in like 200th place. And we're going through these tight woods where you can't really overtake. So I was like running off the course and then back on the course and off the course and back on the course. And like because the race was so packed up and so slow, I actually ended, to, ended up managing to get my way back to the front. But man. You probably that was ran, brutal. You probably ran an extra 400 meters in that race <laughs> yes. just from just weaving around people. Oh, man. I mean, if you want to talk about Northeast Regionals being a sh 
show like you've got them moving that one onto the roads i mean that was just kind of weird for everybody but this race for iona specifically we had me chart and brandon fell gilbert stopped and tied his shoelace like literally halfway through literally at 5k <laughs> just stopped for 30 seconds tied his shoe and then caught back up so what a guy man, yeah i don't know what it is about regionals but we struggle but we always make it to the national meet so it's all good um so just talk about like some of the other factors as well that you think might have come into play um at regionals you mentioned that you thought it might save your legs a little bit racing on the roads do you think that the pace of the race might have like taken it out of some people as well because it looked like it went out really hard um i i don't uh, definitely not more than like a mud fest would i think a lot of our guys felt like if it was like a track 10k kind of like that was kind of like the feeling that they got after yeah because i mean Um, like people ran fast like it was one in what 28 40 something we had a few guys run 29 low i mean that i think those were 10k pbs for our first three guys yeah i mean i was i was the i was the last guy not to break 30 at like 30 flat i think like that's that's pretty crazy you can get that many guys to run under 30 minutes i don't think the amount of people that amount of people would do that on a track um i mean well i mean what do you think of the course like was it a was it an accurate 10k course like was that a 10k road race or was uh, it kind of it's about 10k who said so sorry the watches said so oh really the garmin the garmin's have spoken uh (laughs) strava has spoken yeah there was like a few inclines i mean it wasn't like just like completely flat like a track there was like a couple like these small little gradual hills so if it was a little short i think that probably makes it like makes up the difference uh for like a it's like roughly roughly what you would probably have run on a track you reckon on that yeah. day? yeah yeah which is quite interesting so. to see like because people obviously change up their training a fair bit between cross country and track season so it's kind of interesting to see what people can run in a time trial type race during cross country season, if that makes sense. So that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool factor about it. Sort of an unusual way of cross training, isn't it? You're almost, on, yeah, like yeah, you're, you're, you're training. Well, cross, you're, pun you're intended. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, how do you think that you guys fared then versus other regions? Like, do you think it's kind of always a little bit unfair for the Northeast region, while it might not be the strongest region in terms of teams? you guys always seem to have the hardest conditions and the hardest courses, whereas some of the other regions, it goes really tactical and slow and they're on a nice easy course and it's nice weather out and stuff like that. Just take it through some of your kind of thoughts and feelings about that. No, absolutely. I mean, Iona is in a, a little bit better spot because in terms of like teams that like could really compete at nationals, it's us, Syracuse and me and like off you have Army, Stony Brook or Providence come out, you know? Yeah, I guess but, Harvard this year. Yeah, but um, so we don't have to like fight fight as hard most years to get out of that. Like we don't have to like this isn't our end all be all race. Like we were, we kind of yeah. went through it as a prelim, but that actually backfired on us this year because we kind of chilled a little bit too hard and <laughs> we had a little bit of scare. And we were third. I was going to say that. Do you think point, you guys so. were maybe too relaxed going into the race? Yeah, I think so. Like I said earlier, Iona runs best when they're the underdog, and we were the the, the bullseye that race. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, definitely. Like last year, uh, even even like the individuals that qualified out and like Syracuse, who was probably a top 10 team, like all of them blew up. All of them just were so dead and tired from that, having that like... From that like mud fest, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So I think you guys probably, like it was probably slightly easier for you. Do you think other regions are thinking like, oh man, like 
they got to run on the roads and we had to run cross country. That's so unfair. Yeah, well, so I turned this year to have an easy easy time going into nationals. <laughs> I always think that it's, it's I I think if you're gonna have a nationals race, like everyone should be fresh if you want to have it like mean mean the most, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, um, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's there's something about that eight day separation between regionals and nationals that like for some people, some people just like lap that up and they can absolutely smash nationals. And then yeah, I know what you mean. Some people just bomb because they're just still dead from that 10k race that they did eight days ago and it's it almost seems like it's luck of the draw no yeah i i agree um but this is the last year it's going to be in buffalo so <laughs> thank yeah. god but yeah get it back in vcp man vcp was the best yeah. one uh vcp for those listening that don't know van Cortland park it's in the bronx in new york and the place where they run it i mean it's just it's awesome it's just like gravel cinders a little bit on the grass you've got I don't even know. Can you even call Freshman Hill a hill? It's like a little bit of an incline followed by pretty much straight away a little bit of a decline going through the woods. Just enough to give a little bit of separation between runners, but not really enough to break you if you've got a really important 10K race eight days later. Yeah, 100%. But the last little thing that I want to talk about about that regional race with you is... What do you think about all of the... I mean, me and Sam spoke about this a little bit before. Here we go. Every, we go. I, I every anticipate podcast. what's coming here. So in, in just, to, just to jump in for a moment, uh, if you listen to any of our podcasts so far, you'll notice a recurring theme. We talked about this last time. And yeah. we usually have a boxing analogy. We usually talk about Kipchoge in some sense or another. And I have a sneaking suspicion that the Nike bashing is about to come from Kieran. Here it comes. <laughs> Everyone else was wearing the 4%. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's in my opinion, that's really unfair. I mean, what did you guys think about it? Was it a topic that you discussed before or after? Was there any discussion about you guys buying 4% just to make it a level playing field? Were you allowed? Like, yeah, just sound off about that a little bit. Um, I, I, so I never really thought they, they made a huge difference until I saw Harvard get first. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Oh, trust yeah. me, man. They're they're ridiculous. Like, if you don't buy, if you if you don't buy the effects of, if you don't buy into like the effects of how much of a difference they make, like, just yeah, I like you say, like that just brings it home. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it was nuts that like literally every other team except for Iona, because we're in Adidas school, mm-hmm. had the vapor flies on. <laughs> there was actually a Nike van at the race, like selling shoes. Like, I some, heard like, about that. That's a cheap yeah. shot, isn't it? That is that is. Credit credit to them for their salesmanship on that. <laughs> Man, I'd have yeah. been like, "Oh, you want you want next percents for tomorrow? Oh yeah, that's a grand, please." <laughs> yeah, you just, <laughs> you just make make up a price, can't you? Yeah, no. yeah some some teams shelled out like you know three hundred three thousand dollars to get like their top seven shoes. Well, like, yeah, no, not... somebody somebody did the math. I mean, it's it's two hundred and fifty times fourteen, isn't it, for both teams? Jeez, I mean, that's... that's enormous. In money. fact, I'm gonna I've got my phone well, right gonna here. I'm like gonna seven grand, make that calculation. Wait, so no, it's coming. I mean, it's gonna be best part of three and a half grand, isn't it? So it's two fifty times fourteen. So that's yeah, yeah. you're exactly right, John. That's three thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. I'm on shoes for one race, like. There is no, for people listening who don't know, there is literally no NCAA road races. Like, that's it. You've got cross-country, indoor track, and outdoor track. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of people wearing them now at Stanford in the 10Ks, in the 10,000 yeah. road races. At the NCAA 10K outdoors, the, um, all the BYU guys had them on. They really? Won, they won one, one in four, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, well, yeah. What's his name? Won it, didn't he? Um, the BYU Clayton kid. Young, I, I don't yeah. remember. Is it Clayton Young? Was it? Was it the one? Yeah, yeah man. I yeah, he's using them. That's crazy. I don't know. So it is definitely worth like getting looked into because, like, I mean, they look at like the marathons and stuff. Like, it definitely has some sort of bonus. And they're saying like, oh, it's just a ten k. It's not gonna make that big of a difference. But even <laughs> oh, if it it's does, man. A I second mean, the k, like that's that's, that's ten that's seconds. Huge. That's. I mean, that's a gap. If you look at somebody 10 seconds ahead of you in a 10K race, you, you're like, oh, well, they're miles ahead. Yeah, and, like, it's just crappy that you can just, for $250, you can just buy a 10 seconds. Exactly. Kinda like, kinda no, lame. I couldn't agree more. No, that's, you're, you're, really, you're echoing my feelings about that. I mean, I've been, I've been no stranger to saying that I don't like the shoes, but I've not really been too harsh about it on the podcast yeah i think would you agree with that sam yeah no i i think that there's probably a podcast a kieran rant podcast coming up at some point soon so yes yeah, so if you want to get in get in on that or was, get any comments on that yeah, I think, <laughs> let I think us that's, know that's the way to do it we'll take the comments that you guys have both expressed here i enjoyed that you can buy 10 seconds for 250 dollars. that's that's a fun way to word it um so yeah i think maybe we'll uh, we'll open that as a quote with a with another um <laughs> With a Nike bashing pod at some point, <laughs> we won't probably won't call it Nike bashing. No, we'll we call probably it, shouldn't uh, do that. A but... review of the four percent without actually ever wearing them because I don't have two hundred and fifty yeah. bucks to just throw at them. <laughs> um, but moving on from shoes, I, I well, okay, one more last little thing on shoes. Did any of you guys run in the Adidas sub twos, or were you just in normal Takumis or Adios? Yeah, we were just all in the Adios. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Um, no, I know you got. I know a couple of you guys have them to like test out and stuff. Nah, they didn't give us any of the cool features yet. Ah, oh, man, that that see that would have been cool to have had them for that race to see like to see them up against the four percent. Because I mean, with all due respect to the two teams that beat you guys, like I'd be surprised if you didn't beat them at nationals. And trying not to inflate your ego too much, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say that those shoes played a pretty big role. The fact that it was a road race and the and the form that had been shown all season was completely reversed based on those who did or did not wear the shoes. That to me suggests that there was something going on. But okay, we'll move away from shoes and we'll move on to Saturday's race. How are you guys feeling? Are you ready? Do you have any predictions or anything that you want to share with the podcast about NCAAs mm-hmm. coming up? Um, the goals, the goal hasn't changed since, since we were, you know, the beginning of the season at our, our preseason camp, like Iona at the very, very least is always a top 10 team. Like that, that's the standard Yeah. But with the team we have this year. Like the goal should be to get a trophy. I mean, uh, that's been the talk and nothing, nothing's really changed after the regional race. Like the regional race was kind of like everything that could have possibly went wrong, went wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, we don't, we don't think that, that has any effect on what we're going to do like everyone yeah, and, like okay again, yeah like, like that road race yeah. to cross country thing is it's so different and just to clarify for listeners a trophy means that you finish in the top four at the ncaa national cross country championships as a team um but no carry on yeah i mean we're, we're excited we have we have we have a lot of guys who like could be all we, have, we think we have between five to seven guys who can go out and run all american and that's that's a really cool thing no to be i agree on. No, that so is we, really we don't cool. we don't want to waste this opportunity we're given. Like the stars have aligned us to give Iona like this this chance that we have to have everyone healthy on the start line and really fit. Like these guys have been going hard, hard, hard for like months oh, yeah. now. I mean, it's well, insane. I came and visited you guys for a couple of days uh, about a month or so ago, and yeah, I was really impressed with what I saw and what I heard about how the team is going and 
what kind of shape everybody's in. I'm tell you what, I'm excited to see what Ehab and Gaza do as well. That's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I do like how uh, how you call them Gaza. Oh, it's, like so Gaza for our listeners, especially Suffolk based listeners, is John Miller, who is an Ipswich man. <laughs> And for anyone who knows him and is hearing that his nickname is Gaza, I mean, if, if you if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, O'Leary and Jamie and, and I think Ed still has his best race to come. Yeah, I mean, he's been working out with that top group and like, he hasn't he just hasn't figured out like what NCAA cross means yet. And I think once he does, like his fitness is obviously there. Yeah, um, exactly. And well, and he then, may he may turn out to be because he's so new to kind of the to the ncaa scene like and to the team as well like you guys don't know whether he like he might just be one of these gamers that just steps up like it comes yeah. to nationals and it's suddenly like whoa like i did not know you had that yeah exactly it's really exciting and even going back to like our six seven like what's what's really cool in the culture on our team now is like the six seven spots like guys are still like working for them like we could have there's five different guys who can be on the varsity team this this week, which is awesome. Like to have that kind of competition even far back. Like that is depth. awesome. So you guys are you guys are feeling pretty excited, like heading into it. You guys are pumped. Oh yeah, this is this is the one that matters. Like everything exactly. else is preparation for this. Like it's almost good nothing- that it's almost good that you guys like didn't run quite to your potential at regionals as well, because there's almost that like you're now going into it. I imagine with that feeling of like we want some redemption. Like you guys are fired up for that as well. Oh yeah, it's almost like. We couldn't have had it better. <laughs> yeah, the like, chip's back on the shoulder. So it certainly sounds yeah, like there's some gas left in the tank. Yeah, right now we're back being the underdog. We definitely didn't go as hard as we could have. We have our legs saved. And, you know, we're fit. We're, we're ridiculously fit. Like, this is the peak that we want. So awesome. I'm, so I'm really looking good. Great stuff. No, looking good coming into nationals. So. And we'll probably end up releasing this hopefully not too long after recording so people can listen to it before the race. Hopefully they're not listening after being like, oh, he was totally right or he was totally wrong or he was <laughs> underselling them. But we'll find out soon. Um, I've just got a couple of final questions, some quick fire questions for you. Just four questions. We are trialing these, so they might be awesome. They might be terrible because you're our first guest, so we don't actually know. So first one we're going to ask you is, what is your proudest athletic achievement? So this doesn't have to be running. This could be like, I don't know if you can dunk or not, but it could be like, oh, I can dunk a basketball. Um, so yeah, proudest athletic achievement. Um, I know everyone on my team is going to hate me for this because it's a high school moment and not a college <laughs> moment because everyone makes fun of me for talking about high school too much. But probably uh, Jersey my, kid. my junior year states, I, I told myself going into the season that I wanted to like make this, the, the, the final of this race uh and i won <laughs> so like i just wanted to like squeak in like the top 16 of it and i ended up coming out and winning my my, my first day title and uh That's i still have awesome. like the newspaper clip out on my wall like i'm just i've never been that happy before like, i got just out of my mind like which is awesome nice well I mean, uh, hopefully that answer will change in a few days time oh yeah <laughs> I, I said if we if we ever win an ncaa title i'm tattooing it on my body so. oh wow i mean that's that's out there now like that is for all of the people to hear so if you guys win you got to do that i mean what's is there anything in place for if you get a podium place like is there any forfeit um, you might do i'm letting them i've been growing <laughs> my afro out for since may and they're gonna let if we put it they can do whatever they want to it <laughs> oh i think uh gaza also said they, they can cut his hair if we went up if we uh podium no way. Podium, we win. okay if you win. win. okay i was gonna say yeah. oh man 
Okay, so I hope what they do is they give you like a Mr. T style haircut with the <laughs> with the afro. That would be pretty awesome. Okay, so next little question that we've got is what's your favorite pair of shoes to run in? Mm, also probably going to get crap for it because we're in Adidas school, but I like Saucony shoes. Uh, Saucony Hurricanes. Hey man, you like what you like. Saucony, yeah, what, what, what Saucony's was that, sorry? Hurricanes. Hurricanes. They cushion in that lot of, lot of support because I'm a stupid American runner and I don't know how to run properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Us Brits aren't great either. It's, uh, it's, the Astra, it's the East Africans that got it figured out. I think that's the same pair of shoes that Parker Stinson said uh, he runs in on a podcast that I listened to a little bit ago. So that's kind of cool. Um, so third quick fire question is design your dream team DMR. So like it doesn't actually have to be runners. Like you can pick like celebrities or politicians or like whoever you want just Which, like how many fast politicians are there? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man you never know i mean it's, it's just got to be some four people that you'd love to see assembled together I and mean, you could pick like the fastest one of all time or you could pick one that you think would be mm. kind of funny like if you'd love to see trump run a mile then chuck him <laughs> on the anchor leg um let me think I th- I, i'm like always convinced that like basketball players can run really really fast 400 so i'll probably pick like lebron james or something on there on my 400 leg <laughs> um i think jim ryan the best miler ever so i'm gonna pick him on, on my my mile yeah so we've got uh, jim ryan versus whoever whoever is about nowadays that would be really yeah. cool to see uh, who else would i pick hmm have. Just because his versatility is Ehab. insane, he, the guy the guy could be an all American in any event if he wants to. <laughs> That's awesome. So okay, Ehab from I from the Iona Gales. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, him and he's passing the baton to Jim Ryan. Uh, and so Ehab's Ehab's the eight hundred meter leg. Yeah, I, all right. I'll probably put him on the twelve and the eight hundred meter cool. leg. Um, who was who um? It was a, a British guy from Iona who has the uh, 800 meter record and he visited here a couple days ago and the, and the guy hadn't ran. God, I forget his name. Oh, man, he I has a school record this. at 146. Yeah. 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 Um, so I put him on the 800 light just cause like this guy's in his like fifties <laughs> and he just came out in the field and started like, like just dicking around with us. And I don't know. I That's couldn't awesome. remember if he did a stride or not with us, but he just looked very, very, very fast. Even like, as a as a like elderly adult so i'll probably put him on there he nice. still look like he could probably run like 150 just so, in his in his like jeans i was gonna say are we sticking him now in there or him at his peak in there uh we'll do him now him now <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. nice touch you love to see it so it's it's an iona heavy an iona heavy dmr featuring lebron james and jim ryan that's awesome i like that team yeah all right so last little question before we let you go so obviously you'd probably struggle to beat Kipchoge in a race, but do you think you could beat Elliot Kipchoge in a fight? Oh, oh. I don't know if I'd want to. That's so nice. <laughs> That's I mean, kind of what we it, thought when we were talking about this. I don't know. I mean, if he he would have to actually like, I don't know. I just can't picture him ever doing something to me that would make me want to fight him. But <laughs> say you're in like a wrestling ring like, or something. It's like it's for like the WWE title. Oh man! <laughs> Which I, I mean, I know you want that title. No man, I'd let him have it. I'd let him just kick the shit out of me. He's too nice of a guy. I really <laughs> just lay down for him. Okay, that's not the answer <laughs> I was expecting. Oh man! I mean, we even said in our discussion like maybe he'll know like some kind of 
martial arts type of thing that you won't even be expecting. You'll go to punch him in the face and he'll just knock you out just with his mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a Jedi trick up his sleeve. I wouldn't be surprised. Kipchoge may be a secret Jedi. That's where his powers come from. <laughs> Fantastic. But no, anyway, um, Sam, I don't know if you have any last minute stuff you want to say. No, with I, th- or questions. I, I, I think the image of somebody getting in a ring with Kipchoge and then lying on, lying on his back because he doesn't think he wants to hurt the, the opposition <laughs> is a good place to finish. And that is how you'll be remembered on this podcast. <laughs> All right, awesome. Jordan. it's been awesome to awesome to have you on thanks very much for taking the time to come speak to us yeah, and you. yeah no thanks yeah. very much best, been... best of luck with your no, elbow thanks for having well. me yeah best of luck with the elbow and best of luck at nationals next weekend yeah thank you very much guys i'll i'll, I'll do you guys proud i hope thanks so much <laughs> no worries. cheers man that was really great to have heard from Jordan and to hear his experiences. Obviously, I could tell there was quite a bit of Iona banter in that phone call as well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there wasn't too many inside jokes. But thanks again to Jordan for coming on and giving us a really cool sort of inside view of what it was like to compete in that highly controversial race. Yeah, and obviously the best of luck to him with his injury and the best of luck to the Iona team on Saturday. Absolutely, yeah. No, could Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll fill the potential that we've now talked so excitedly about that, yeah, that you guys have hyped up yeah um, so yeah i think we can uh, we can just draw that to a close very quickly before we leave though i do actually want to bring it back around to a podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago obviously uh, when you were back from the states yep you know keeping it topical somewhat of um uh, a comment that was actually i think our first comment on youtube so hooray we are growing on our on our <laughs> humble social platform people are listening there we go um and uh, Jason Marta commented on YouTube, I spoke with Paula in Chicago. This is in reference to us discussing why she wasn't at the Ineos event in, yep. yeah, in Vienna. Uh, he says, I spoke with Paula in Chicago and she had been asked by the race director to appear there. She was due to appear in Vienna if the, uh, if the following week due to the weather conditions. So essentially saying that if the weather had forced them to hold that race back a week and done it, then she would have been able to be present but she had yeah, yeah. she had priorities with chicago okay yeah. well then yeah that's always that's really cool to know that's a good little little yeah. insight so thank you jason for for that yeah so and anyone else who wants to leave any comments or share your share your thoughts sorry i just dropped my phone <laughs> there at the end um anyone who wants to get in cut below that Anyone who wants to get in touch and let us know what you think about the podcast anything that you think might be interesting to us or our listeners we have all sorts of medias all over the place. I mean, if you struggle to get in touch with us, then that might be more of your issue than ours. <laughs> um, just, yeah, let us know, man. Yeah, get yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to obviously hear your opinions and maybe the projects that you've got going on personally. But I think that'll do it for this week's pod. Uh, so thanks again to everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers, guys. See you next time.